millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Alibaba, how are you? I am doing great. How are you? I'm good. Before I get to, I want to just pop something on you. Just a small audio thing. Okay. Um, And it's out of Connecticut, where they're having the deep Department of Environmental Mm -hmm. P, which is run by uh, Dykes. Do you know that? What? Yeah, no, it's run. The whole thing's run by Dykes. What does that mean? Is that code for something? No, no, no. Katie Dykes. Runs oh, okay. In, what, did, what did you think I meant? Nothing. Considering the Today's All You Can Eat podcast and your uh, tacit admission of... Uh, I'm just saying, if you haven't heard it... I just didn't it, see how, you like, heard it, guys, you know, earthworks that prevent a city from being flooded could run a department. But well, Alice, I'm mm-hmm. glad you mentioned that. Because let's get to the... They had a hearing today in Connecticut. Connecticut's doing this thing where... Uh, by 2035, they crop it in California. By 2035, all you can't sell anything but electric cars. Mm-hmm. I think Maine's been doing that too. I've been right. seeing a and, lot and of that out of the. And Maine it's going to be a total disaster. Obviously, what it's going to do. And there are some people, even on the left, who testified today and said, um, "What are the poor people supposed to do when you're making it so that um, you know that so that they can't afford to buy used cars?" <laughs> um, but but then this woman came out. She's from some pro uh, pro EV thing. It was some very got a climate uh, justice thing, and I forgot what her name is. But it doesn't matter anyway. Just it's just a small tidbit of the the speak. How you know immediately that you're dealing with a uh, radical activist and not a person of, in good faith. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm Laurie Brown. I'm the executive director of the Connecticut League of Conservation Voters. Oh, I didn't expect to be this far, Laurie. Sorry, uh, you got to move forward it. That's Laurie. The money that I submitted. We would reduce our green by 25 community costs. Post affected by transportation-related air pollution that causes poor air quality in these areas. The opponents Here we go. who argue that strong standards to reach our emissions targets are too soon, she put quote too fingers costly, up. unrealistic or not desired by the public are really being blind to the urgency of our climate crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm. The public, especially our younger citizens. Our younger what? Citizens. That's right, our citizens. Younger Hi, citizens. Hello, citizen. Hi, citizen. <laughs> uh, how uh, French Revolution is that? Are frustrated with our, la- our state's lack of action. And we join them in calling on DEP and the legislators of the Regs Review Committee to use every available tool in, uh, in, uh, in the tool shed to reduce greenhouse gas pollution and do our part to combat climate change. I'd also like to point out that the planning for these standards has been done over many years. And the 
and she put climate justice into it. But I just love the word the citizen. Yeah. Our younger citizens. So you know. They're conscripts. <laughs> they're in. Okay? Now it's to they're your part turn. of the project. It's your turn to be a good, good citizen. These people who think that it's going to be uh, too expensive. The double speaking of these people is just, just absolutely nuts. Yeah. And here's where I'm not going to address the claims that it's going to be too expensive or not realistic or it's not going to work by 2035 to have all the vehicles mm-hmm. be electric. But, you know. There's a bunch of people out there that think by waving a magic wand, the government can mandate technology to do things that it's not set up to do. Uh, uh, right. <laughs> so, I mean, you have to get the technology there first. And we it had somebody today call up and say, uh, oh, this is just, you know, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, nobody thought you'd be that that we're ready for iPhones, but. But iPhones are out there. It's like, yeah, but, but, the, here's the, the, but, but the iPhones weren't a top-down right. mandate. The government didn't come out with something that said, by 2006, every phone shall have a touchscreen. <laughs> like, <laughs> that didn't happen. Nobody needed to do that. Somebody just came out with an iPhone and it was cool, so people liked it. And eventually, phones like that took over the market on their own. That's exactly right. It's right. And, and also, because they... Uh, infiltrated the market uh, in an organic way people had it was tested in real time and improved and perfected this suddenly 2035 everybody get your electric car we'll see how that goes when the new car you buy has to be an EV and suddenly there's a spike in EVs and we'll see how that works considering that we've got uh, we're always on the brink in New England in parts of New England in Connecticut certainly of the possibility of rolling blackouts mm-hmm. and we'll just we'll just see i mean if I, I, and i also just like wait okay so the same people who handled covid who are now trying to handle covid in the same exact way they're in charge they're, those are the people who are going to tell us that this is the right thing to do yeah we're totally ready to switch to electric vehicles guys right <laughs> this is really a good idea it's very important for all but, of so us so tell me Alice, do they want people for the most part, do they want uh, citizens to be driving EVs by 2035? Or will they want to have driven the will of people to drive at all? Yeah, they don't want people to be able to drive. Right. They want it to become a project for rich people to get to drive. Mm-hmm. They want to force the poor people into cities where they will not own housing, which is the for better or worse, I mean, I think there's arguments against having this work this way, but um, the primary tool of uh, people building generational wealth in this country is um, by owning houses. Um, You know, definitely flaws to that system, but that's like a big reason why, you know, you see gaps in... um, in net worth between, like, urban people and and people who own houses and stuff you know like it, it's a really big it's a big driving factor um certainly our net worth would be more negative if we hadn't bought houses at the times that we did um because they appreciate substantially for a variety of reasons but um yeah they it's the you will own nothing policy right you're not going to need a car you're not going to need a parking space you're not going to need to own your housing. You'll be able to rent everything and you can, you know, live in the pod and eat bugs, right? Um, th- Unless you're th- them, of course. The bug thing is absolutely true. I mean, they're, they're into this. They are all into this. <laughs> they really do want you yes. to eat bugs. But they really do also want you to not drive. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to drive. Biden's not giving up his Corvette. You notice. Right, right. That's a great point. He's not giving up his Oh, wait. State. By the way, did his, did his Corvette survive the fire at his place? Wait. He didn't lose his Corvette, did he? I hope not. I hope the cat's okay, because he had a huge inferno at his place. It was just like uh, just like Maui, as a matter of fact. Did we have that yesterday? We played that yesterday, we right? We didn't play it yesterday. We didn't play that? Oh, let me get to it. No, go, we had like, a short... I guess we should get to some of the Biden stuff and his stellar trip to Maui. It's really incredible because, like I was saying the other day, like when he wouldn't go to Maui or comment on it or anything else, like people who are good at politics, and I, this is sort of cynical, I get it, 
But people who are good at politics really can use natural disasters to come off as, like, super competent and leaders and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, a lot of people think Hurricane Sandy saved Obama in 2012. Right. You know, and because, you know, he was on the ground and wearing his little FEMA jacket or whatever he had on and hugging Chris Christie and saving people from the hurricane. But the key was he did that, like, when the disaster happened. Right. He didn't wait two weeks make no comment on it, and then show up and do whatever this was that Biden just did in Hawaii this week. America's deadly wildfire, deadliest wildfire in over a century. And Jill and I have what's left of Walk Front Street, what's left of it. We've surveyed the damage from the air as well. The devastation is overwhelming. To date, 114 dead, hundreds of people unaccounted for. I remember when I got the call, my first wife and daughter I was a young senator, and I got a call in Washington. I hadn't been sworn in yet. I wasn't old enough. And I was hiring staff in the Capitol. I'm going to be petty here for a second. Mm -hmm. He and Jill should take their effing glasses off, their sunglasses off. Yeah, you know, look sh people in the eyes. Yeah, look people in the eyes. These but he's people probably have just super drugged up. I mean, he's done the, the Ray-Ban thing for a long time. Aviators, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. Um but it, but she's not drugged up, I think. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just are you saying that because because drugged up so the eyes are dilated, or drugged up so that he maybe can't handle it? I don't know what it is, but I know that I'm sick of this guy. Like, make some kind of sacrifice here. At Teddy Kennedy's office, and I got a phone call saying from my fire department and a young first responder, kind of panicking. You got to come home. There's been an accident. So what happened? He said, "Your wife, she, she she's dead." Come home, come home. The tractor trailer had broadsided her and uh, uh, and killed her in a car accident, along with my little daughter. And uh, she pulled out in front of a tractor trailer. Let the record show here. I mean, this, yeah. at least he's kept the, this time. He's refrained from saying the, the truck driver was drunk. Yeah, which he slandered that guy for a long time yes. saying that. I remember all the way down from Washington home, wondering what a lot of people here are wondering. What about my two boys? How are they? They were in the car. I never got a read on that. Were they going to be all right? They were badly injured. Were they going to make it? Had they made it? Wasn't until I walked into the emergency room that I saw that they were there. The difference... He didn't ask that on the phone? No. <laughs> he didn't check and see if they were alive. <laughs> okay. Um, and once again, obviously, he's just got this thing where he thinks that this is charming to make it to talk about himself like this. And uh, he thinks that because he's been a senator blowhard forever, that, that these these applause lines, uh, you know, get, permeate beyond the room. They don't. This guy's an a-hole. He's a self-centered well, yeah, I mean, a-hole. been trying to make this a thing for like a long time. The like... Oh, he has so much empathy because he's been through all this stuff and the car accident. And and I mean, genuinely, the guy's had some really tragic things happen in his life. I'm not trying to say that that's not true. Like, these things are sad. Like, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, you know, regardless of whose fault the accident was or whatever. Right. But like, but nobody, when their kid has been burned alive due to government incompetence, and they're still searching through the wreckage looking for remains, wants to hear about Biden and his car. Accident. Right. Yeah, it's not his moment whatsoever. But we have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. Years ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press. It was a sunny Sunday. And lightning struck at home. On a sunny Sunday, by the way. Mm. Lightning struck. On a little lake, it's outside of our home, not a lake, Wasn't a big that a pond. Wasn't a kitchen fire? And hit Sunny. a wire and came up underneath our home hmm. into the heating ducts, the air conditioning duct. To make a long story short, you didn't make I almost it lost that short. my wife. No, you were clarifying what duct it was. My 67 Corvette <laughs> and my <laughs> cat. But all kidding aside... All, All kidding aside, <laughs> wait, were you just kidding? I don't understand. Oh. Like, <laughs> I watched the firefighters, the way they responded. Walk, uh, slowly sauntered into the non-burning house. 
No, there's an old expression. I grew up right across the street from a fire hall in Claymont, Delaware. And the expression is, God made man, then he made a few firefighters. Is that all crazy? It's not an expression. There's no Claymont fire hall. There's nothing. There's none of this whatsoever. There was no ducks. There was no lightning strike on a sunny day watching meet the press. There was no none of this. Thank God. The only people who run into flames to help other people. And they ran into flames to save my wife and save my family. Mm-hmm. Not- it would have been nice for these people to have somebody running into flames early Unfortunately, on. yeah, they couldn't because they didn't have water because the water justice people wouldn't let them fill up the water tank. Yes, they took a holistic approach to this fire. Not a joke. Not a the joke. smoke and the firefighters here can tell you sometimes smoke is so thick. Oh, wait, a, wait a second. And they ran into flames to save my wife and save my family. Not a joke. It, did that resemble a joke to you? <laughs> Where was the punchline? They ran Maybe in? it's a joke because it didn't really happen. Oh. The that smoke kind of and joke? The fire. But once again, he's stealing their moment. It's like, yeah, their Corvettes and children and cats were not spared. So what is this exactly? Wife and save my family. Not a joke. The smoke and the firefighters here can tell you sometimes smoke is so thick from the windows out. It was that thick inside the home. And we were we were insured. We did not have any problem. But being out of our home for better part of a year. And of course, a lot of these people in Lahaina are not insured. So once again, not really applicable to their situation. And I get the feeling he had alternative housing as well. Um, yeah, not a joke. Uh, All kidding aside, I realize they're looking for your children's bodies in the wreckage right now. But all kidding aside, like what? I almost lost my Corvette. I mean, I like we're laughing at Is it. it a Corvette but or it, Mustang? It's a Corvette. Corvette. Okay. Um, we're laughing about it because he's ludicrous as a person, obviously. But it's also like pretty effing dark uh it is and a lot of people are not very pleased this is uh from rebel news robbie starbuck this is um uh, one woman on the island so why aren't you taking care of what you claim to be in charge of rather than sending out all these funds and whatever else you guys are sending to ukraine or anywhere take care of here first you know this i don't see why any president wouldn't step up and take care of what's part of their, you know, territory. I think it's a stupid move on his part. You know, I... Biden? Yeah, he's an idiot. Sorry. Not a joke. Uh, here's more. This is... Um, oh, Tony Kinnett posted it. I'm not sure who did the work on it. Maybe, maybe it's Tony. Actually, they got to Ukraine quicker than they got to their own state. The first that any of you guys heard from President Biden was after the rest of the mainland knew that the fires were going on, that there was this chaos, this tumult, this tremendous loss of life. What do you say when the president of the United States says no comment and then goes bicycling? What he's not doing, actually, for, for the citizens of, of this country, for the citizens of Maui and Lahaina, it's completely disrespectful. And now he's going to be coming here tomorrow, and all of a sudden it's going to clog up the roads they're not going to let anybody through it's going to slow everything down just so he can come in and take a look and and do nothing yet again so it's ridiculous it's nonsense and let me just say straight to you president biden i pray for your soul just repent from your posturing and your lack of integrity and your lack of compassion. When you're, when you're the president of the United States of America, you have to know what what's going on. You know, you, you got all these people that surround, you know, supposed to be advising you what's going on. For you to say something like, no comment. I, I don't know, I, I can't even respond to such comment. We have the largest Marine base in the world, the largest Navy fleet right there, right there. We can see the island. It could have been here in 12 hours. You think that if he, if he wanted to, the president of the United States or one of his chiefs of staff could have ordered military assistance from, from Pearl Harbor and the, the U.S. Pacific Fleet? There's you no would question think. They could have done that. They did it for Ukraine way quicker than the response here in Hawaii. Very got to re- interesting. That's an angle I hadn't thought of. The military bases? Yeah. I had heard people saying that, too. 
I had heard people saying that. And just like the drip, drip of news and the slowness of the response. I mean, like I said, Will Kane was there because he has property there and was saying that they were saying that it was a media free zone. Right. Um, not allowing information out, not allowing press coverage of it. And people were, I mean, like there were 20 something women organizing like airlifts of things coming in and out because nobody was doing it. The, the government response was absolutely zilch. It was completely mishandled. And there is currently an effort by officials in Hawaii to not let the press see how badly they screwed up. Right. It, well, it, CNN is has made it there, and they are um, they are trying. Yeah, there's to people there now. Put but a it's, shine on this. But it's two President weeks after. President and uh, Dr. Biden spent several hours both over Lahaina on the ground here and meeting with several both first responders hours. and victims of this tragedy at the big shelter, the War Memorial Shelter in Central Maui. And he said the right things in many cases. When he came to the microphone to give his statements, he said the thing that a lot of folks I've been hearing from for two weeks have been saying, that he wants Maui, the people of Maui, to help determine how this place is rebuilt. There was a question as to who will have the most influence in that conversation going forward. Locals here, working class native Hawaiians and multi-generational locals are worried of disaster capitalism. People moving in to exploit this and buy up as much land as they can in this paradise and rebuild it uh, for their interests as well. The president says promises that that won't happen. It remains to be seen. There's a lot of forces at play here right now. He did serve as empathizer-in-chief. After- so there you Empathizer-in-chief. <clears throat> he said the right things. He served as empathizer-in-chief. He absolutely did not say the right things. He was also falling asleep. Oh, that was a rough look. Was that was that literally yesterday or today when this all happened? I think this was yesterday. Yes, that was that was The rough. falling asleep video His mouth agape is not a... How are they going to run him for president? Can I just ask? Well, my friend, who I'll be joining tomorrow, Jerry Callahan, mm-hmm. says that Biden is finished. This is the end of the campaign. I mean, it should be. It remains to be seen, I guess. But maybe like the buildup of the Hunter Biden stuff and the um, expose that reporter Tom Shattuck did on his treatment of Scott Brown's wife mm-hmm. and, you know, then culminating in this for his political look like just absolutely disastrous Hawaii trip. I, you know, I, yeah, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It's, I mean, like a lot of things get called people's Katrina, mm-hmm. right? Like, because Katrina was so bad for Bush, mostly I'll say in that case, like largely egged on by like the media coverage of how, of how things were handled, which like well, in the, wasn't even like Mayor Nagin. I mean, what do you want to say? Yeah, <laughs> and he flew over it on purpose to not like disrupt the right. rescue efforts that were happening. He definitely was involved in doing stuff way earlier than Biden was here in Maui, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, so the fairness of that comparison to Bush, regardless. I mean, like I, I think that. If there ever was a time to call something Biden's Katrina mm-hmm. politically, it's this because his his just like comms handling of it has been so incredibly terrible. Yeah. You it's... know, he is not directly responsible for like the Hawaii officials who didn't sound alarms and do that stuff. Right. Like, well, he's responsible I mean, for the federal response on the scene. Like, yeah, the guy he's said, responsible Pearl Harbor. for the federal. I mean, and. And, you know, and they are in his party, generally speaking, and like he should be there should have been a federal response quicker and his communications should have been better. There should have been it should have been opened up to media sooner. And and, you know, I believe that if it were a Trump or a Ron DeSantis in office, that there would be someone in there knocking heads and trying to getting rid of people. Definitely. You know pointing the finger at some of these local officials whose absolute incompetence resulted in so much more loss of life than was necessary here. Yeah. No, definitely. You know, it, because they, there should be investigations absolutely of a lot of these people. <clears throat> uh, should we go to um, CNN? Uh, CNN's legal, legal analyst uh, Eli Honig uh, going after the Biden administration for the conduct with Hunter Biden. This is just good to hear being that it's on the CNN airwaves. Ellie, uh, glad you stuck around here. So when we look at this, 
this evolution, it really is quite the evolution in a fairly short period of time, according to the New York Times. I know you've noted on multiple occasions just how long this investigation had dragged on. Have you ever seen a federal case play out like this before? No, Erica, it's really inexplicable to me. I mean, first we had basically five years of behind the scenes investigation with no transparency, no action, and some questions being asked, what's taken so long? But in the last couple months, we've seen a pattern here. Marshall just laid it out. We've now seen it play out two or three separate times. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. OJ moves towards a very lenient disposition. They're just about to lock in that lenient disposition. And then there arises pressure, either through whistleblower testimony or through public scrutiny. And then DOJ backs off and says, actually, we're not going to do that now that it's been called out. We're going to try to up it a little bit. And then that happened again. And then they go all the way to appointing special counsel, the same guy who's been presiding over the case for five plus years already. So I genuinely am perplexed by what DOJ is doing here. I think they've made a real mess for themselves. And now they're going to have to... You know, Ellie, you're so close. You're almost there. Yeah. Generally perplexed. You know, it's so confusing, right. I know, but... <laughs> Could, let me spitball here. Could it be deep corruption? Ellie, go there. Deal with the consequences of it. So in terms of the mess and those consequences, uh, look, public trust is certainly one of them. Is there anything that you see that DOJ could do, based on your experience, right, as a former federal prosecutor, to restore public confidence in this investigation? Is the only way to fix this a trial? Uh, it may be, Erica. You know, DOJ's sort of been in a darned if they do, darned if they don't posture on this from the start, but they've made it way worse by sort of careening back and forth here. It may well be that any deal is never going to be accepted as fair. So if I'm in David Weiss's shoes here, heaven help me, I would just say, look, we're charging everything we have. We're not in position to make a deal. It'll go to trial and we'll let the jury decide this. I think that's the only way to restore any credibility to this matter. Ooh. Ellie, appreciate it as always, my friend. You'll not be allowed back. Get Tubin back here. My goodness. Mm. Got something to say. Yeah. Can we talk about... Okay, go ahead. Somebody making unforced errors. What the freak is Vivek thinking? (laughs) First, he's (laughs) got this tennis video where somebody is either lobbing balls slowly at him because they're bouncing really high and coming in a high arc. And or somebody, it's it's a pitching machine that's doing it. Uh, or somebody's just hitting balls from which are really, or somebody's terrible. They're playing against him, mm-hmm. and he's doing all this weird, fancy leg work and pivoting. Shirtless, weird, by the way. Shirt, shirtless. Yeah, it's weird to watch his leg work. He it looks geeky, but he's like hitting the ball back. It's it is so talk about. You said the word cringe. It God, it's pathetic. And then he's got these doing burpees things. Which is just terrible. Here's him. In your mouth. Come on. Okay, sorry. He's got rap music on this. More debate prep this morning with my favorite sparring partner. Yada yada. Man, and the cut the crap. Girl, I don't know if that's his significant other or what. I don't really know enough about his personal life to know. But um, the girl is kicking his butt in the burpees too. Yeah, maybe that's a nod to her. I don't even know. I don't know either. But anyway, so he's like making a joke that this is like about debate prep. I, I mean, the Eminem was one thing. The like playing piano really well was another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he needs to stop. He's not RFK no. to be doing the Charlotte's videos. Like, sorry. But, you know, there you go. Uh, so I don't love that, but we'll see how he does at the debate. So they've now officially, everybody's been claiming that they made the debate. Because yes. the RNC said that you had to like get one percent in 
for early state or national primary polls, um, high quality primary polls. Um, and they didn't count some of the people's primary polls that they want to counted some of the people that shouldn't Ooh. be there. So there's been controversy. So a bunch of the people who claimed that they made the debate, thankfully, are not on the debate stage. There's still, no, like who? There's still too many people on the debate <laughs> stage more than there should be. So um, right now, as it stands, the debate stage is um, DeSantis and Ramaswamy in the middle. Because mm-hmm. if you're in, you're in the middle, if you're like in first place and mm-hmm. Trump's not there. So you got DeSantis and Vivek in the middle. Um, flanked by Pence and Haley, mm-hmm. flanked by Christie and Tim Scott, okay, and then on the outside, Asa Hutchinson and Doug Burgum. Okay, I mean, I still feel it. Uh, Hutchinson deep... and Burgum should not be on. There. I feel a deep sadness every time I hear Burgum. <laughs> um, but uh, I still like Asa. I mean, he's not <sighs> the right time. It's not the right whatever. But it, but that is it, it's an interesting. He's kind of a serious guy. And yeah, but. He's, his political career is done. Yes, it is. It is. It's, but he's... he might be good at level setting in the, the the debate. He shouldn't be on the stage. He's he not also... a serious <clears throat> candidate. Neither is Burgum, really. Right. I mean, the action's going to be... Um... Well, so does Christie go after DeSantis? Because or... DeSantis is supposed to go after Vivek. Christie's going to go after Vivek, I bet. Because Vivek is seen as like being the Trump surrogate, essentially. Uh, right. Well, that's why, by the way, I think that Vivek actually has a chance to grow wings here, because if he is in the name of Trump, embodying Trump, and Trump is, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. unavailable to be president, uh, then you can transfer all your Trump love to the viable guy. Yeah, he's a lot of people's second choice, like I say. Speaking of unforced errors with him, though, he has been in the news a lot lately. Have you seen any of this stuff about his 9-11 takes yeah. and stuff? So, and And he was very much taken out of context and misrepresented on this he was not doubting he was not saying federal agents did 9-11 this is what they've presented it as because he said how many federal agents were on the planes that flew into the towers on 9-11 and i have no reason to think it's anything but zero basically but he said like we have a right to know how many federal agents were but he was trying what he was supposedly trying to do and it would be really good if um i forget who, collins uh well he was talking about this with Caitlin Collins but you know the, he's saying he's taken out of context here but because this interview was printed but whoever did this print interview should release the um the audio of it because what he's saying is, is he was taken out of context here he was trying to make a comparison to January 6th he was saying we have the right to ask if there were federal agents on 9/11 you know, just like we have the right to ask, and and I don't think there were any federal agents on the planes on nine eleven. Just, and we should be able to ask that question about January sixth, also. Right, right. So he, but sometimes I feel like he's a little inartful with his comments in a way that a more experienced politicians aren't, where he sets himself up for this stuff. But you can play what he said with Caitlin Collins here when he was there with her talking about it because she read his a report there. in the Atlantic that you gave an interview to. You said, "quote." I think it is legitimate to say how many police, how many federal agents were on the planes that hit the Twin Towers. Maybe the answer is zero. It probably is zero for all I know, right? I have no reason to think it was anything other than zero. But if we're doing a comprehensive assessment of what happened on 9-11, we have a 9-11 commission. Absolutely, there should be an answer the public knows the answer to. Explain to me what you meant there. This is really, it's funny. I mean, the Atlantic is playing the same game as CNN. It's funny. What I said is, on January 6th, I do believe that there were many federal agents in the field and we deserve to know who they are. On 9-11, what I've said is that the government lied. And this is incontrovertible evidence, Caitlin. The government lied about Saudi Arabia's involvement. There was a Saudi spy named Al-Bayoumi who they lied and the government lied and the 9-11 commission lied. We know that because declassified reports in 2021 revealed that Al-Bayoumi was indeed. What's that? Yeah, the report that... The President Biden declassified. Yes. But your quote here, are you telling me that the quote is wrong later, here? 20 years later, yeah. But are you telling me that your quote, you quote is wrong, wrong here? Because Why is it important that it's a report that President Biden declassified? Because it's important Biden get credit for this. Right. It says how many federal actually, agents were on I, the plane in the Twin Towers. <laughs> yeah, when, I, when I actually, and this is just lifting the curtain on how media works again, I asked that reporter to send the recording because it was on the record. He refused to do it. But we had a free-flowing conversation 
The truth is there are lies the government has told about 9-11, but it's not the ones that somebody put in my mouth. It's the one that I articulated, which is that Saudi Arabia, absolutely their intelligence was involved in 9-11. And that's a difficult thing you're not supposed to say. The facts back that up. Separately, as it relates to January 6th, same story all over again. There were federal agents in the field. I think they've lied about how many there were. And we, the people, deserve the truth, okay, despite the, the layers of distortion you, that exist in the media to prevent us from getting You're it. saying that you were misquoted here. So we will take you at your word. Yes. You're saying you're, that you were misquoted here. But yeah. you were asked another time recently about whether or not 9-11 was an inside job. This is what your response was. 9-11, inside job or uh, exactly how the government tells us? I don't believe the government has told us the truth. Again, I'm driven by evidence and data. What I've seen in the last several years is we have to be skeptical of what the government does tell us. I haven't seen evidence to the contrary, but do I believe everything the government told us about it? Absolutely not. Do I asked I two questions. The 9-11 Commission? Absolutely not. I mean, Vic, I think people look at those comments. They look at what you said in the Atlantic, which you say you're misquoted. I think people look at those comments and say, so now she's saying people are saying. Mm-hmm. They look at comments that you've made about the Federal Reserve adding zeros to media companies' bank accounts. And, I mean, it looks like you're floating conspiracy theories with this defense of, I'm just asking questions. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Everything that was said by the government is unassailable, according to her. It's one of two things. It's a member of the media who should be asking questions herself. Everything the government ever said about that, it's unassailable. Are you saying it's not unassailable? Yeah, no, there's only two options with 9-11. Either you think that the government did it, or you believe everything the government ever told us about 9-11 is absolutely 100% true. Right. Those are the only two choices. And if you don't buy into that, then you're a crazy 9-11 truth or conspiracy theorist. Even though she just agreed with him that a report that Biden declassified already told us that the 9-11 commission lied about what we knew about Saudi involvement in 9-11 at the time. So... I mean, it's interesting to me because and he's like he's tripped up on a few of these things recently, like saying that to vote, people should have to take a citizenship test or saying we should raise the voting age. Like he throws this stuff out here and it's sort of stuff that like you would say if you don't pay a lot of attention to politics or you're like new to politics, like, hey, creative idea. What if we did this or something? It is definitely. And it's funny because do you know who else does that? Uh, Trump? Yeah, but Trump, for whatever reason, and I don't know if it's just because he's used to talking more and being in the media more and he's less apologetic, but Trump somehow, it doesn't manage to come across like he's made a mistake. And Vivek does a little bit seem like he's back on his heels sometimes when they're like pressing him on this stuff. Well, Did maybe you mean it's, to say this, yeah. and then it sounds like he's backtracking or making excuses or like well, modifying maybe that's what because he's saying. Of, because of Vivek's um, disposition is friendly, thoughtful. Yeah, so he wants to like, but but Trump is more combative, and maybe yes. if you want to be that kind of person who's saying the like fresh non-politiciany things, maybe you have to be more like a Trump and not give a crap that people are gonna like call you on the details like because trump just throws stuff out there like that we need a ban on muslims in the united states Mm -hmm. total and complete ban and then like people are like what you can't just ban muslims from coming to the united states and he's like oh yeah yeah i can sure why not like (laughs) he just goes for it whereas like if a vague said that and then like got pressed on he'd be like well no what i actually mean is that you know we should certain country which is what trump ends up doing anyway but i don't know why and and like i say maybe it's just part of trump's personality or his like show business background or whatever it is but trump manages to not come across like he's backtracking on this stuff Mm -hmm. um and Vivek does, which is interesting to me. And like, and I think we're going to see more of that for him because he is kind of filling that Trumpy role yeah, a little well, bit. I think one of the but he's is, just not Trump at the I end of the day. I think one of the problems is he, that Vivek sometimes can be too clever for his own good. So, for instance, he was on, that was Alex Stein who asked about 9 11. Mm-hmm. He probably knew and could tell that Alex Stein wanted him to believe that it was a conspiracy. Right. So he tried to feed the Allens, Alex Stein ducks a little bit. And that takes skill to do it in a way where, and he didn't do it badly, actually, but he did it 
badly enough so that the left media groups have Could something all to jump play with. on him. Right. Yeah. And they've decided that if since Trump won't avail himself to them, that this is little Trump and that's a proxy way of going after Trump. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But I, I do think his like political inexperience is starting to show a little bit here mm -hmm. with some of this stuff. Um, and. You know, we'll see. I think the debate night is going to be interesting. We are going to be on the road. We are not going to be live streaming tomorrow or the following day. Thursday. Thursday. Well, I mean, the problem for us with the live the stream there is just, the internet sucks. The internet's just not fast enough for it we'll to be. be we tried it with you guys last time we were in Connecticut, and it didn't. Yeah. It was torture for everybody involved, including you guys. But, we well, we won't be live streaming video. We could do. Could we still do audio or no? Is it the same? I mean, we could do like a Twitter space, maybe. I think, okay, maybe I think there's that something probably, different. I think a Twitter space might work. Right. Well, we can give it a shot anyway. We'll see what um, happens. And actually, it could be interesting yeah. during the debate. We could talk about doing something like that just to talk about the debate with people. And the yeah. Twitter spaces, you can let people talk into it, other people on Twitter. Yeah, maybe that's an idea. If, if, if the internet works good enough. Yeah, so we can give that a shot possibly. But yeah, we're going to we're gonna save everybody's um, time and energy and not do live streams um, on Wednesday and Thursday this week. So we'll be back live. But we will put up shows. Uh, and we will be back live streaming on Sunday. Um, Elsa, have you anything to say about the sauce? The sauce? Saucy Alice. What about the sauce? Oh, the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce? Yes. Oh, it's a delicious and hot hot sauce um, that is available in lots of stores. And the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce also brings us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Line or the chat chat where you can leave a message for the show. Okay, Tom, I need the Orange Julius update. Did you go yep. for one in Ipswich? And if so, how was it? No, I've had no time, Steve, to go yet. It, I've kept him super busy. <laughs> yeah, we've been. I've been all over the place today. That so. disappointments and here and there. Yeah. yeah, although I was fairly close. I was closer. I was in Peabody today. Was I in Peabody? Beverly. Uh, Beverly. Okay, so there you go. That's right in Ipswich, I think. Um, but it was kids' appointments, and we had to race to um to karate, and then the store, and then here, and then now here we are. Um. <laughs> So there wasn't time. So there's a possibility that possibly Sunday, mm -hmm. Sunday possibly. Uh, but that then that said, I think I'm like packing on a couple of pounds here. I'd rather not. Um, I'd rather not. Uh, well, you know, it's tough maintaining when you're traveling a lot, and it's, it's you know. But I will try. I have not had. Yeah. Well, God, I love processed cheese and nachos. It makes <laughs> me so happy. Although that is really, and all you can eat podcast. Uh, message true new one today where alice shattuck has a bit of a love connection with another woman i'm just <laughs> saying i'm just is. saying alice it's not what it is just oh i forgot sorry to backtrack away from the chelsea fire wicked hotline um because but i wanted to say this that um larry elder in particular mm -hmm. so perry johnson also claimed he made the debate mm -hmm. and i think somebody else did too i forget but uh larry elder is big on claiming that he made it into the debate Mm -hmm. And he's now working with Team Trump. Trump is and his surrogates are saying that Larry Elder should have made the debate too. Mm -hmm. So they're using it to attack the RNC and say Larry Elder should. I like Larry Elder a lot. You he, leave my guy alone. I like him a lot, and I'm glad he went on with Charlemagne the God. And I would like to see him pull higher, but I, it, you know, with where he's pulling right now, I don't think he should be. He'd at the be. Debate. He'd make the debates a lot more entertaining. A lot yeah, more. Yeah, he's great, but. Like, you need to pull at more than 1% and not in joke polls. Okay. BB, no, BPP. Burn Barrel Podcast. But it's BPP. Oh. I Burn Peril Pod. <laughs> so the, the naming convention. Uh, this is part of uh, targeted harassment that has been <laughs> happening. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. Okay. Poured Chewing Cud 547. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. And it's got to be Tim, right? Let's find out. You know, I would gladly, yep. gladly take some global boiling or a hurricane or <laughs> a hurricane boiling mm -hmm. over having to listen to Tom try to either clear his throat or get the cottage cheese that Ugh. he's so enamored with, which is, <laughs> or the toilet bowl pie that he ate before burn barrel pod yesterday I, I can't get the sound out of my head 
anyway, glad you're back. What was it? What, what noise was I making? I don't know. I guess you were making a noise yesterday. Was that? Was I making a toilet bowl pie? Wait, it's gonna, oh, oh, I see what he means. That little cake thing he means. Oh, I see. Um, uh, I definitely have some kind of face spasm uh, tick <laughs> that I have noticed that I, you know, that only since I've like watched us, I realized that I do. And it's, <laughs> I, there's something, there's some, mis, something is misfiring. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But I don't recall chewing anything. I have been coughing recently and on the air at WTIC. My cough button works sometimes, but like right now, oh, oh, actually, it doesn't work with this thing. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. So oh. sometimes during the WTIC show, you think you're all set to right, cough. <coughs> <coughs> right into the, the microphone. That's so great. I, I have also um, loudly made requests of the children inartfully <laughs> hitting the cough button, and it's gone over the air. So that, thankfully, none of the biggies, none of the ones that will get me taken off and have people at the door immediately. Mm-hmm. Tim, people want to know where the, your birds are in the chat. That's a good point. Tim has uh, has over thirty five species of parakeet <laughs> in his house. As a matter of fact, okay, this is uh, anonymous. I'm going to assume this is Steve from Gloucester. Do you have any yep. sound of Steve on with Tom Shattuck? Those words were uttered by Kirk, mm-hmm. and who would have thought that ultimately would have been the Dave Cullinan kill shot? Was. Wow, Tom, you are <laughs> batting a thousand this week. <laughs> wow. It was indeed. Um, the, today, um, what, I forgot who was the guy, Mick. Beyond Average Mick. Beyond Average Mick was in there today. He actually brought sound of the show yesterday. Of me doing some analysis of um, of Dave's departure. Dave sent a nice note, by the way. He sent a nice note to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kirk um, was very uh, unstandard. Uh, Minahan uh, expressed um, affection and wished for the best for you um, And when giving birth to our new child. And for a quick... Um, a, uh, Quick turnaround so that we can get the little whippersnapper home and with our um, growing family enjoy the quality moments that uh, most families, uh, you know, get to have together with a large brood. It was really, it was that atypical. That very thoughtful. Yes, it was very mm-hmm. atypical, but I appreciate the kind words, Kirk. Thank you. Maybe that's an idea for the name for the child, as a matter of fact. Do you like that, Kirk Shattuck? It takes some work, Kirk Shattuck. Hmm. Hmm? I, don't, I don't think I don't think it works. You don't? No. But you think Vandy Shattuck works? Mm-hmm. Vandy, as in Evander, Vandy. It could, yeah. Okay. You're going to draw ire, Alice. Just saying. You already have drawn ire from my own brother. That's currently the front runner, but I'm not committed fully to anything. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Anani Mouse. Okay. DR. Doctor? I don't know. Dominican Republic? Hi, folks. I just wanted to touch base on what Alice <laughs> brought up. Yeah. With regard to the uh, Republicans not having a great ground game. Mm. She's a thousand percent right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Democrat Party has jumped on that decades ago. Is this your a thousand percent right? Yes. Oh. Which I am, obviously. He used your pronoun. Your supposed pronoun, which, by the way, may have to change after today's All You Can Eat podcast, I'm just saying. And Tom's also right. Thank you. That the uh, labor movement, which has aligned itself with the Democrat Party, has just, in spades, just helped do everything. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, To help elect folks. And I, but I do know that Scott Pressler, who I've seen um, on Twitter, uh, has been hounding Harmeet Dillon about their ground game for the upcoming election, and she refuses to apparently contact him. So uh, Hmm. he's one person out of all of us who's going out and registering folks uh, Republican in certain key swing states because they're disenfranchised. But you still need that absolute ground game, Hmm. and I don't know if the mass GOP has it. <laughs> the mass GOP doesn't uh, have it. I don't know. Yeah, I'll say. 
Yeah, I have no idea what happened. I would with like the to see them have it, but they do not currently. Um, and I don't think that's going to change significantly before 2024. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, appreciate it as always. You can um, you can find the show as always at burnbarrelpodcast.com. If you want to join us for live streams, some extra content. If you want an ad-free RSS feed to listen without commercials in the show. Do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. Um, but of course, at uh, burnbarrelpodcast.com, the show is free. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.